What is a far better place than an IRA or 401k to save money for your retirement? Next on Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio with New York Times best-selling author and your host, Doug Andrew. This is Doug Andrew speaking to you, our incredible national audience, from our three-dimensional wealth studios nestled at the base of the majestic Rocky Mountains. This show is about empowering you, people, and organizations that want to optimize their assets, minimize taxes, and empower their authentic wealth. Well, folks, uh, you may be aware that I have a YouTube channel. It's free when you subscribe, by the way. It's called Three-Dimensional Wealth. And I have over 1,100 educational videos on that channel. And we end up having about 130,000 to as many as 200,000 views uh, in a month. And uh, recently, I was addressing uh, what is far better, in my opinion, to save money for long-term goals such as retirement than traditional accounts like IRAs or 401ks. Well, uh, that is like a no-brainer. I can tell you right immediately as a financial strategist and retirement planning specialist now for five decades, without question, my favorite financial vehicle is a properly structured, maximum-funded, indexed insurance contract. Uh, If it's structured correctly and funded properly, it is deemed a LASER, L-A-S-E-R, Fund, LASER is an acronym that stands for Liquid Asset Safely Earning Returns because this uh, passes the liquidity, safety, and rate of return test with flying colors and is totally tax-free and nothing else uh, in the Internal Revenue Code does what I'm about to explain to you. So uh, I don't want to get too technical on the radio, but if you would like to... um, have uh, some knowledge, information, take advantage of uh, a strategy that is sometimes, uh, unfortunately, just seized by the wealthy, which I think maybe is unfair. Uh, This is how wealthy people invest and, and save and avoid paying unnecessary tax. And a lot of people complain about that, but they don't realize they have the same chance and you don't have to be a multimillionaire to own one of these things, okay? So, uh, let me give you a little bit of background. I started in 1974. Yeah, my first pet was a dinosaur and my first watch was a sundial. I'm that old. So, in 1974 is when I started. And uh, by 1980, I ended up being responsible for over 3,000 clients in 13 Western states. And uh, I used to help people optimize their assets and minimize taxes uh, by having them invest in mutual funds. And if they needed life insurance protection, I would say buy term insurance and invest the difference. But I had a special product that we used that actually uh, forced people to invest the difference, so to speak, uh, because it was better, in my opinion, than whole life insurance, because most whole life policies, you would only really average a net internal rate of return of two and a half, three, three and a half percent. And I knew I could earn my clients more like eight to 12 percent in mutual funds. And we tried hard to do that, Uh, even though the stock market is like a person with a yo-yo. 
uh, hopefully walking up some stairs, meaning hopefully the Dow Jones, the S&P, uh, the Russell 2000, the stock market. Uh, those are different measurements for measuring how the stock market is growing. You hope that that's increasing over the years. But uh, sometimes that person with a yo-yo is walking across the flat surface, so to speak, uh, like 2000, the year 2000 to 2012, that 12-year period, the S&P, the Dow Jones went up and down and up and down like a yo-yo, but it ended up finally in 2012, where it started in 2000. We call it the lost decade. Uh, people that started out with a million bucks in the stock market barely had uh, a little over a million dollars 12 years later, and they saw that million-dollar nest egg dwindle in value uh, down 40% twice during that decade, down to less than $600,000. And so uh, I prefer to put money into an indexed insurance contract, which was first introduced in 1997. Now, uh, this is built on a chassis of universal life, which is not whole life insurance, not term insurance. Uh, it is where E.F. Hutton, who is the brainchild behind the emergence of this, said, hey, why are we trying to manage people's money in the stock market and mutual funds where if you could earn 12% average, uh, you're not netting 12% after tax in a 33% tax bracket if you had a million dollar nest egg? Earning 12% and you pull out 120 grand, you have to pay a third of that in taxes, 40,000, and you have the remaining 80,000 to buy gas and groceries, prescriptions, golf green fees to live on. Well, a lot of asset managers charge another 1%, so you're really only uh, netting 7% or 70,000 on the million. We wanted our clients that had a million bucks in a nest egg to be able to generate, you know, a 10% payout, 100,000 a year tax-free. Well, E.F. Hutton was the one that said, hey, well then let's use the multi-trillion dollar insurance industry and let's have people put money into an insurance policy. It's not whole life. It's not term. It, it is a permanent policy, but we're going to call this universal life because uh, the main objective, we want it to be universally applicable to people who want to use it for living benefits. In other words, to take the least amount of insurance, not the most. See, a lot of people, when they buy something like life insurance. They, they want an, uh, a certain amount of insurance, X amount of life insurance protection for the least premium. Hutton said, no, let's take the least amount of insurance the IRS will let us get away with and put in the most premium, the most money the IRS allows. And this thing will be totally tax-free like a cash cow. And that's what happened. And so back in 1980, that was the emergence of uh, universal life. And I had uh, 3,000 clients that were never happier than when I got their money out of the market and put it into uh, those accounts. And back then, interest rates were high. And uh, from 1980 to 1990, uh, my clients never received less than 11 and three quarters percent uh, interest credited on their universal life policies for that whole decade and as high as 15 and a half percent. But in the 1990s, interest rates started to come down. And we still wanted to help our clients earn an average return, uh, more in that 8 to 10% range. So in 1997, Indexed Universal Life came out. And indexing is not an index mutual fund. See, there's a lot of advisors who don't understand what I'm about to say here. Uh, so listen close. They think I'm talking about an index mutual fund, that money inside of your insurance policy is like a variable policy, and you're telling uh, the insurance company to invest your money in uh, an index mutual fund like the S&P 500. No, no. In, in 
you know, the great uh, recession, what I just talked about, you would have lost 40% twice during that uh, 12-year period had you had your money uh, linked to the S&P 500 in an index fund actually in the S&P 500. When you're linking it to an index, but your money's not invested in the stock market, it's safely tucked in the insurance company. Now, people go, what? This sounds too good to be true. No, listen close. It is true. This is where you can accumulate your money tax-free under Section 72E of the Internal Revenue Code, which has uh, been around in one form or another for 108 years. Uh, you can access your money income tax-free under Section 7702 of the Internal Revenue Code. And uh, when you ultimately die, because we're all going to, you know, die someday, and we're, we're not getting out of here alive, I mean, out of this life, okay? Uh whatever's left behind in the insurance contract blossoms. It increases in value and transfers income tax-free under Section 101A. Nothing else does that in the Internal Revenue Code. Allows you to accumulate money tax-free, access the money tax-free for as long as you live, uh, including all your gain. And at the end of the day, when you die, anything left behind blossoms and transfers income tax-free. Show me anything that does that. I've taught advanced continuing education to CPAs and given them that challenge many times. Nobody's ever shown me. Now, so that came out in 1980. The IRS challenged uh, E.F. Hutton and said, what are you doing? We think you're, you're violating or you're, you're stepping over bounds uh, to try to achieve something tax-free. They took him to court. E.F. Hutton won. They weren't doing anything wrong. But then uh, Congress was uh, approached by the IRS. The IRS said, we've got to change uh, the rules to this. And so in 1982, they passed a law called TEFRA, the Tax Equity Fiscal Responsibility Act, uh, TEFRA is an acronym, and then two years later, DEFRA, the Deficit Reduction Act, and that dictated the minimum amount of insurance based upon your age and gender and health uh, that had to be attached to the account so it would be tax-free. It wouldn't violate the definition of life insurance. But you can get away with a, a very small amount of insurance for the amount of money you want to put in so that at the end of the day, you might average 11% rate of return like I have, but you'll net cash on cash uh, over 10% because only one percentage point pays for the insurance that the IRS says has to be there in order for it to be tax-free. And so I'd rather earn 11 and net 10 than have to earn 15 or 16% in a mutual fund to net 10 after taxes and fees. Does that make sense? This is far safer and it's totally tax-free. It knocks the socks off of a Roth IRA 401k or a regular IRA 401k. I will never own an IRA 401k uh, and I will never own a Roth because this is far better. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. Don't be restricted on what you can contribute towards a tax-free retirement. Welcome back. This is Doug Andrew, Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. If you're just joining us in the previous segment, uh, I was talking about my absolute favorite financial vehicle, uh, for long-term goals, it's the dream solution uh, for goals like retirement, uh, college funding for your kids and grandkids, uh, working capital for your business, real estate management, emergency funds. Uh, it's like a financial Swiss Army knife. And what is it? It is a property-structured, maximum-funded, indexed insurance contract. 
Uh, when it's structured correctly, it knocks the socks off of so many alternative investments where most Americans put their money. And one of the main ones I was talking about the last segment is an alternative to traditional IRAs and 401ks and even Roth IRAs or 401ks. Now, I think this is absolutely sad because I feel that most Americans have been duped into being told that they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire. That has not been true or axiomatic now for over 30 years. Uh, if you save much of anything, you're not going to be in a lower tax bracket. If you have enough saved that you'll maintain the same lifestyle or better during your golden years, I assure you, you will not be in a lower tax bracket for several reasons. I mean, you know, um, people save, 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 and then uh, they sort of are going down the highway of life with one foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake pedal. They don't know they're doing it. Uh, they're putting money into tax-deferred IRAs or 401ks. That's like um, the foot on the gas pedal. But the other foot on the brake pedal is uh, they're simultaneously sort of getting rid of killing their tax deductions. Uh, so that when they retire, they maybe have paid off their house. They don't have that mortgage interest deduction anymore. The kids are gone. You don't have that deduction anymore. If they move back in, you can't deduct them anymore. Uh, you're not contributing money to IRAs and 401ks during your retirement. You don't have that deduction anymore. And uh, if you're a business owner, you don't have those deductions anymore if you sold your business. But uh, hello, because of irresponsible uh, government spending and the printing of money, uh, where do congressional revenuers go when they're short for cash because they're spending nearly triple what they bring in in revenue. And so if you haven't noticed, they've been printing money like crazy, which causes inflation, which is like a hidden tax. It hurts everybody. But then they start to tax. And uh, currently, that's what's happening. Uh, taxes are going up on income, capital gain taxes, inheritance taxes, uh, corporate taxes. And then we wonder why we have unemployment and, and, and the price of goods and services go up because employers have to raise the prices. And it starts this never-ending circle, the spiral because the government is spending more than what they bring in. If your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will become your downfall. This is simple economics 101. But unfortunately, I think a lot of politicians have never uh, learned this. Let's not go there right now. Let's get back to uh, this uh, dilemma where you're trying to save for your retirement and uh, if you know that taxes are going to go up in the future, most Americans agree that taxes will likely be higher in the future. So why are you continuing in an IRA or 401k to postpone, delay, uh, procrastinate paying tax until your account uh, grows to a larger sum of money so you can pay taxes on a bigger sum of money at a higher tax rate? Whenever I say that, people go, oh, yeah, well, what's the alternative? And I go, it's actually pretty simple. Accumulate your money tax-free and then be able to access the money tax-free. You don't take after-tax dollars and defer it and then pay tax on the back end. See, if you're a farmer and you had the choice of buying your seed in the springtime that you're going to plant and uh, you don't have to pay tax on the price of the seed when you buy it. So you plant, you, har uh, you, you, plant, you cultivate, you irrigate, you work hard. And in the fall of life, you harvest your crops to sell them. Now you agree to pay tax on what you sell your harvest for. 
That's a traditional IRA or 401k. You get a tax break on the seed money. You paid uh, tax on the harvest of your money uh, when it has uh, hopefully been bountiful. And so you're not in a lower tax bracket. And so uh, only about 9% of Americans realize it's better to participate maybe in a Roth. That's a step in the right direction. I think Roths still have too many strings attached. And so you pay tax on the seed money. You invest after-tax money into a Roth. It accumulates tax-free and you can access the money tax-free. If you think that taxes are going to be higher in the future, I would tell you, um, yeah, that's probably 50% better than the same amount of money in an IRA or 401k at the same rate of return. But I've never owned a Roth. Why? Roths only have two advantages. There's too many strings attached. You can only put in a certain dollar amount of money, okay, or a certain percent of your income. Who wants to have restrictions on what you can save if you have a banner year? And so that's why my favorite vehicle, uh, many CPAs and tax attorneys refer to as the rich person's Roth. Not because you have to be rich to have one. You can set up uh, what I call a laser fund, uh, which is referred to as the rich person's Roth for as little as 500 bucks a month. Uh, you can put in uh, 10,000 a year, 100,000. Uh, you can put in a million, 10 million. Okay. But when you do that, you, do, you can put in large lump sums, which you can't do into a Roth. Now, um, another thing is if you have room in a Roth because uh, of the certain percent of your income, uh, if you don't use that in a given tax year, you lose it forever. If I make room in a laser fund to put in 300000 a year and I don't, I only put in 30000 I can make up the other 270000 anytime I want down the road. You can't do that with a Roth. Uh, if I put in 300000 and uh, I need to access a month later 200000 of that, I can do that in a laser fund. You can't do that in a Roth. You can't touch the money for five years or till you're age 59 and a half, or they will charge you a 10% penalty, and uh, you're going to have to pay tax on any gain or anything like that. Those are the strings attached. Uh, but see, with Roths, you don't have indexing. Indexing allows you to participate when the uh, stock market, the economy is doing well, but when the economy crashes because of market volatility, uh, you don't lose. I'll talk about that in the next segment. But uh, when I talk about what's better than an IRA or 401k or a Roth, you need to understand you can accumulate access and transfer your money totally income tax-free in a property structure laser fund. The key elements of a prudent investment are liquidity, safety, rate of return, and the tax benefits. And that spells the acronym LASER. So you have to comply with certain tax laws in order to do that. But I don't want to be restricted on what I can contribute. With IRAs or 401ks, you can only put in a certain amount. If you make too much money, you can't even have a Roth. Did you know that? Yeah, if you make too much money, nope, you can't have one of those. See, uh, we have very many people who cannot qualify for a Roth that put money into a laser fund. And once they do that, they would never consider a Roth. They don't feel cheated because they go... No, Roths are not the answer. That only, Roths only have two benefits. Laser funds have six benefits. The two that Roths do and four additional benefits. Uh, Roths don't blossom when you die. If I died tomorrow in an accident, every million I would have in laser funds would blossom to two million and transfer tax-free to my heirs. Say, there's not a Roth around that will do that. And people say, well, how much does that cost? Well, nothing's free, but it doesn't cost me anything. It's being paid for 
with a minuscule portion of money that most Americans shell out an unnecessary tax. And so uh, what I'm talking about here is your future, your retirement. I wish I had more time and I wish uh, I could show you some charts and graphs over the radio uh, because this is an incredible opportunity. But I'll tell you what, I will send you over 300 pages of charts and graphs and explanations and 62 actual client stories of people who have used property structured laser funds in order to diversify and create the foundation for a tax-free retirement. And this will knock the socks off of an IRA or 401k or a Roth IRA or 401k. And you'll learn by reading this book why I, I've never owned uh, any of those. I never will. Why would I mess around with something inferior when I'm going to have my money allocated to something far superior? Does that make sense? This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio.